morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Devotions. It's so good to be with you this morning. It's where every day you and I, we get together, we have a little bit of coffee, we get into God's Word, and we grow in our love for the Lord together. And this year, 2023, Lord willing, we'll make it from Genesis to Leviticus. Now, I got to tell you something. I, once you get into routines, sometimes it's hard to break those routines. I keep saying this is where every day you and I would get together, but that's not actually true anymore, is it? When we first started Coffee and Devotions a few years ago, we did do it Monday through Sunday, uh, or Sunday through Monday, but uh, now I've decided to take the weekends off, and so now it's Monday through Friday. So let me know down in the comments, how how would the how should the intro change? How would it make sense? You know, this is where every weekday, I, I don't know, uh, let me know down in the comments what you think. Let's have some coffee. We'll pray and we'll get into the Lord's word. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That you are a God who is gracious and merciful. And Father, we pray that as we come to your word this morning, that you would help us to understand and believe. Father, give us give us wisdom and give us insight. This is only what your spirit can do. So, Lord, we pray that you would please help us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we are at Genesis chapter 25. Uh, I was really excited. I'm proud of Nathan, how well he did yesterday afternoon in coffee and devotion. So, uh, this is a much shorter passage before us. Uh, yesterday was a very long entire chapter, Genesis 24. Today, we're at just a few verses in Genesis chapter 25. Abraham again took a wife, and her name was Keturah, and she bore him Zimran, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan became begot Sheba and Dedan, and the sons of Dedan were Asherim, Letushim, and Leumim, and the sons of Midian were Ephah, Epher, Hanach, Abida, and Alda. These were the children of Keturah. And Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. But Abraham gave gifts to the sons of the concubines which Abraham had. And while he was still living, he sent them eastward away from Isaac his son to the country of the east. Well, we need to ask ourselves, A, what's this about? B, what's the best first to summarize this? And C, what are we called to do in response to this? So, what's this about? Well, in the chronology, what this is about is that Sarah has had a child, Isaac, but Abraham, we find out, actually has other children. And who receives the inheritance? Who's going to be the one who receives the vast wealth and all the servants and all the uh, promises, especially especially the promises? Where will the seed from Genesis 3.15, where will the promise line come through? And what we find out in the chronology of the story is that Abraham took another concubine. Now, we know, I'm going to call her a concubine here. It says she's a wife, but in uh, First Chronicles, it calls her a concubine. 
So I'm of the opinion that she's a concubine. Uh, what's the difference between a concubine and a wife? A concubine doesn't have all the full rights and standings of a wife in the ancient Near East. Is this a right thing to do? Well, that, that this is where it kind of gets a little bit murky here, right? Uh, because some people will argue that this section isn't chron chronologically in order. Uh, that it was sometime between Ishmael and Isaac that he took Keturah as a concubine. Now, I, I have a little bit of a hard time with that uh, because of uh, the place that this is in the story. It, while it's difficult to think about a man who's over 100 years old taking a concubine and having children, uh, just the chronology of this, uh, it's gone through Isaac getting a wife and then Abraham tooking, or taking Keturah as a concubine or as a wife, I think this is after Sarah's death. That's me. I could be wrong here. Even if Abraham did take Keturah as a concubine, that would be immoral, but it wouldn't nullify the promises. And I think chapter 25 comes after 24 and after 23, and so I, I don't think that this is chronologically misplaced. Uh, so, the point is, no matter what, that Abraham has more children. He has another concubine besides Hagar. And the question is, who's going to receive the promises? Who's going to receive the inheritance? And we find out is this is where it's extremely important. Verse 5, And Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. This was the child of the promise. This was the child God had ordained to receive the promise and the wealth of Abraham. And so, as he keeps going, and in verse 6, he does something to ensure this. He says, but Abraham gave gifts to the sons of the concubines which Abraham had, and while he was still willing, he living, sorry, and while he was still living, he sent them eastward away from Isaac his son to the country of the east. Whereas the east, most likely Mesopotamia, he sent them back to the homeland. And so as Abraham is there, he's extremely concerned that Isaac is the sole heir. He receives the lion's share of everything. He's the firstborn. He does give gifts to Keturah and to Hagar. These are the, the concubines listed in First Chronicles. And he sends them away to the east. He sends them away to ensure that Isaac is the one who receives the promises. Now, this is like giving your wife and children a trust fund and, and sending them away as you're in your old age and about to die. I'm not going to argue that this is the quote-unquote ethical thing to do. This is set up with all sorts of things that make you scratch your heads that you wish. I, Abraham, what are you doing, man? The, the heartache and the pain that this seems to, to develop is, is, you can imagine being in Keturah or Hagar's shoes. This would not be a system that I would want to live in or I would want any of the women in our congregation to live in or, or my daughters to live in. And yet it's a system in which Abraham finds himself. So I'm not going to try to justify Abraham here, but what is this about? 
This is about Abraham trusting in God's promises. There is one promised child, and it was Isaac. It was the miraculous child, and it was from that child that the promise would continue down the line. He would be the firstborn heir. So that's what this is about. What's the best verse to summarize this? Well, I have verse 5 and uh, verse 6 underlined. What are we called to do? Well, let me encourage you, don't be taking concubines. <laughs> right? Don't have a bunch of babies with a bunch of women. That's it's always going to cause problems, right? Just uh, this it doesn't it hardly ever doesn't end well. I shouldn't say hardly ever. Right? This is why in uh, the New Testament we are to have one wife. Uh, it's as Christ loves the church, not the churches. He has one bride. And so uh, husbands are to be men. A one-woman man is what the qualifications for the elders are in First Timothy 3. Um, one-woman man, that's, that's the standard by which it's set now. That's a standard in which it was in the, in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> and the Lord God made Eve. He didn't make Eve and Melissa and I name a whole bunch of women's names. I don't know. Uh, he didn't know he made Eve. And what God has joined together, let no man tear asunder. Right? This is not the picture that's supposed to be there. So that's, I know that there's laws against polygamy now, but polyamory is on the rise in America <laughs> where women, uh, you have as I think is actually worse than what's going on in the ancient Near East. They have no rights to what's going on in, in their lover's life. Uh, and, it's, and so, uh, one woman, man, that's, that's what the New Testament calls us to. But I think in a deeper way, this is telling us to believe in the promise that in all these other children that he had, whether it be Ishmael or all these children with Keturah, then in all these different areas, what do we find? We find that it's the child of the promise who receives the inheritance, and Abraham lives according to that promise. So ought we to live our lives according to the promises of God, to order our affairs, to make sure that our lives are in line with what we believe, and to walk according to the promises that God has given to us. Well, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you for a story that's kind of makes us scratch our heads. And yet, Lord, we also see a man who is a man of this earth, a man of his own times, who's living according to the promise. Lord, we pray that you would please teach us. Teach us, Lord, to live according to your promises, to do hard things according to when when we see it being in accord with your word when we see it as something we should do in line with the promise lord please let us walk by faith let us know that this promised seed with isaac has found his fulfillment in jesus christ who is also born of miraculous means in Jesus' name amen well, may the lord bless you today may you walk in the joy and peace of jesus christ and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's message from God's Word for You, a ministry of Sharon R.P. Church in rural southeast Iowa. 
We pray that the message would be used by God to transform your faith in your life this week. If you'd like to get more information about us, feel free to go to the website, SharonRPC.org. We'd love to invite you to worship with us. Our worship time is 10 a.m. every Sunday at 25204 160th Avenue, Morning Sun, Iowa, 52640. May God richly bless you this week.